15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Random. Berto Will is your host. Thank you so kindly for being here. We're going to have a great show for you today. What are we going to talk about? Well, you know, there's a story, and, and it kind of took over what I really wanted to, uh, to talk about. I may have to put on hold a while, again, depending on how long, uh, how long we go. Uh, but here is the deal. Here is the deal. Remember this, this story, because it's very important that we do. The story is about this particular GameStop stock. Important. People are going to look at it and say, oh, what's the big deal? What's the big deal about it? Let's get into the program, and then let's get started. So anyhow, I'm going to go ahead and start it right now. Here we go. Reddit activists scaring Wall Street. That's the main topic today. Reddit activists scaring Wall Street. And it's a beautiful thing. It's, it shows that we, are, uh, that we are built on sand. It shows that our economic system is a fraud for those who are able to manipulate it. It shows that that is what we've been. And it shows and it continues to show that you, my brothers and sisters out there, you the, you the, per- the secretary, you the, the, the garbage man, you the person sweeping floors, you the stock bro, I mean, you the, the engineer, you the lawyer, you the doctor, you guys that make society function have been used. I mean, yeah, some of you own stocks. I mean, I've owned stocks. I've owned a lot of these things in the past. I'm all the way down now because of this. But, you know, the thing about it is this. The, the class that makes their living solely on stock, on solely on money markets, on solely on instruments of finance, instruments of capital, the ones that do nothing in this world. Finally, I should say, the racket could come down if we get more people in Reddit following this modal. Wall Street bets. That's Reddit screen. I just sent them a little message saying, hey, guys, I love you guys. You guys are going to be my topic today. You guys are going to make the point. I tell you what, let me play the video at first, and then we will, later we'll go into the, 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 the insurrectionist stuff a little bit later. But this one has me excited because what I want this show to be <clears throat> is I want, us to, I want to show you how the system works what it really is about, because a lot of people look at it as a black box, as something that they are not privy to or something that is too complicated for them to understand. If you're a secretary, your job and your knowledge is quite a bit more complicated than the guys who play sharks, puts, and all these other parts of the financial industry. And I'm going to show you, I'm going to talk to you about it. So if, you, if, if stocks scare you, don't, because it's simple. If you're a secretary, you're smarter. If you are a 
garbage men who can figure out which garbage to pick up first, you are smarter. Those guys that just built their money off of capital that wear the three-piece, the two-piece suits and think they're the masters of society, not them. You are. You're the smart one. But anyhow, let's go ahead and play the video. And after we play that, we'll come back and talk about the markets. An army of users from the social media platform Reddit is turning the stock market on its head in what The Verge is calling an online tug of war. Regular folks using apps that allow them to make trades directly without going through something like a financial advisor are pumping cash into companies that Wall Street usually bets against. They short. And they are winning. Normally cheap stocks like GameStop have soared nearly 700 percent in the past two weeks. Joining me now is New York Times columnist and co-anchor of CNBC's Squawk Box, Andrew Ross Sorkin. So I think I'm understanding what's going on, but break it down for us. Uh, this is Occupy Wall Street, but playing with money. So a group of folks, what started out was a group of folks on Reddit decided that they were going to take down hedge funds that had been betting against the stock, for example, of GameStop. And they effectively have bid up the shares uh, by using the options market, and they have won. Uh, they have actually created billions of dollars of losses for hedge funds. And in the process, they have turned a company that had a $3 stock about a, within the past year into something that is now at about $300, about 20. Now, they've turned this company, which is a money-losing company, into a company that's worth over $22 billion, billion with a B. And... Um, I will tell you, I've never seen anything like it. Uh, I'm concerned about it deeply because somebody, when the music stops, somebody is going to be left without a seat. And the likely loser is actually not going to be the hedge funds. It's actually going to be, quote unquote, the protesters in this case. So explain that, because what I can gather from my rudimentary uh, reading on this right. is that the intention here is to take down the hedge funders. They, they want to they make them lose so much money that, that they can't operate any longer, right. that they feel the pain. But if it, when the music stops, as you said, so it, and say there's a Reddit user that's still holding on to a ton of GameStop stock, price it at a number that is not reflective of the market value, what happens to them? They're going to be the loser, and, that, and that's the issue. This, this stock is trading now at about $300 a share. You know, we, we could argue what it's really worth. Maybe it's worth $10, $20, $30, maybe $40 even, but it's clearly not worth where it is today by a square mile. And, and the question is, who's going to get hurt when those shares begin to tumble. We're already seeing some of the big brokerage firms effectively limit the ability for retail investors to jump in and continue to bid up these shares using uh, the options market. I should also mention that there have been a number of professional opportunists, if you will, that are starting to play this momentum as well. So they may lose. But you're seeing uh, big names like Elon Musk take to Twitter and the, the Winklevoss twins uh, really fanning the flames. And there's a real question as to where the regulators are uh, in all of this. But it's a very interesting, uh, almost philosophical issue at the moment, because this is it started people who really did want to uh, stick it to the man. They wanted to say, Wall Street, you've been sticking it to us. You've been manipulating us. We're going to manipulate you back. The question is, how does it end? 
Yeah, it's interesting. The Fed chair was asked about it. Uh, Jen Psaki was asked about it at the White House News Conference. I guess the bigger question is we have no time left for it, but I'll ask it. Um, how disruptive can this be in the long run? I think there, it could be very disruptive. The question is whether actually you find more groups go to encrypted, uh, encrypted uh, channels to try to take on stocks in all sorts of ways and what regulators do about it. I think that's the, the big next question is, is, is this limited to a GameStop? You mentioned a couple other stocks where this is starting to happen. Do, how broad is this? And is this a sign of a top in terms of the market? Is, are, is there so much money floating around, almost too much money, uh, that the market is, uh, is, 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 is gotten too fraught? And, and that's the other big question, I think, that's being Overblown. asked today. Yeah, I, I like the way you put it's it off crazy. Wall Street. I, 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 can't even, I can't even and talk to you about it. I, it's, it's, it's nuts. Okay, let me first answer Bridge, because Bridge says, so wait. The Reddit users will lose then, so what's the point? It didn't work. Nope, nope, nope. Listen to what he says, because what he says is sort of cagey. And the reason he's being cagey is because Wall Street, they are honestly, they are honestly in a panic because the racket, it, when, if enough people know that Wall Street is a racket, it doesn't really work. Let me give an example. Here's what, I, I, I tell you what, let me explain shorting the market first, shorten a stock, what it means. Let's say a stock is worth $10. And I, and I really need to, yes, stock market is legalized gambling and it's horrendous. But let me, let me explain this to, and, and for those of you who know, forgive me, for those who don't know, they're learning something that, that will give them impetus to not believe the crap the stock market being the bastion of our economy and all of that. The stock market is a method of stealing your worth. That's what the stock market is. So let me, let me explain it to you. And by the way, I've been a part of the stock market as well. So all of us, to some extent, if you own some retirement a little bit, you've been, you dip your toes in, but the people that make a killing out of it are the folks who do nothing in society. But let me explain to you what, what they did is the following. Uh, a stock, you know what a stock is. A stock, technically speaking should just be a piece of a company. So let's say I form, uh, our, let's say our PDR Posse, we decided to capitalize on our PDR Posse. What we did is we said, we want to buy a whole lot of equipment and all of that, and we don't want to take out a loan. We want to get investors to come in. And these investors will come in and say, okay, I will give you uh, $10,000, we'll invest $10,000 to build you up, and all we're looking for is a, a little stipend every so often. All of, there's nothing wrong with that, right? You give a little bit of money and you get a little bit of interest. I mean, in, in, in pieces, it's, it's good, all right? So you buy stocks. So what should the value of a stock be? The value of a stock should, technically speaking, be the total assets of the company divided by the amount of outstanding stocks, but in market talk, they like to add things like future value and all those kinds of things to the stock to give, to give it some sort of a oomph. You know, and, and they'll give you reasons why they say you have to think of the goodwill of the company and its future earnings. And there's this other thing called EBITDA, earnings before taxes. And I mean, there are all these technical terms that these guys create simply to create financial instruments. Listen to what I'm saying. The stock, the value of a stock should be nothing more than if that company is liquidated, what is it that somebody will get if that company is liquidated? That 
is a mathematical number. If we get rid of that company today, those people who own stocks in that company, how much money will they get? That piece of paper is equivalent to that piece of a company. Some people would say, well, what about a software company that has no, no, don't have a lot of assets? Then the reality is a software company with a small amount of assets, the stock for that company should be next to nothing. The value of a personal stock should be next to nothing. And they'll say, but yes, but it makes a lot of money. Yes, it does make a lot of money. And you know what? It, uh, that, that money should go into income, not the capitalization of the stock to hide income, but that amount of money that that, that company makes should go directly every year to the person who owns the stock and the person who owns the company and the people who work in the company. You see, remember uh, we had some talks about abstraction a few years, a few days ago. We make stealing from people an abstraction. And the way we created the stock market was a method of stealing from people that it looks like it has some mathematical value. But a stock should worth nothing more than what if that company dies right now, immediately, what will those investors get in for that piece of stock that they have? That's all it should be worth. But we've added a whole lot of stuff so that we could find ways to rip you off. But anyhow, so shorting a stock. We know what a stock is now. Stock is what a piece of that company. Well, that the, the price of that stock goes up and goes down based on crazy things that they talk about the company. Oh, is the company selling a lot? Is the company not selling a lot? That should have nothing to do with the price of the stock. It should have everything to do with the amount of income you get based on holding that stock. But I, I digress and I continue. Short, let's say the stock is worth $10. $10. And I, I think that that stock price is going to go down. What I would do is I would go to a market maker, broker, and I'll say, hey, I want to borrow 10 stocks from you, let's say, at $10. So I give you $100 to buy those 10 stocks from you. And then I immediately sell those 10 stocks for $10 to somebody else. And then I am, I'm sitting down there. With that hundred dollars that I had, you know, I, I haven't done anything because I borrowed the stock from this person and I sold it to that person at the same price. You have to execute that transaction quickly so that there's net zero. So I go ahead and I buy that stock from this com- this borrow not buy borrow the stock from this company. He charges me a little fee to borrow it, and then I I sell it here. Now eventually I have to give this guy back the stock that I borrowed from him. So I, if I believe that stock is going to go down, look at what happens. I, pay, I sent $100 to buy that stock, and I got me, I sold it to a, a, for another $100. Now, when I have to give him back his 10 shares, let's say that stock dropped in half to $5. All I have to give him is $50. So I have profited what again? $100. I mean, I've profited $50 because, again, I borrowed the stock from him, at $10 a piece, which means it cost me $100. I sold it to this person, and he gives me $100. Now it's time to give back the stock. I give this guy that I borrowed, this, that I sold the stock to at $100, I only have to pay him $50 now because it, that, that's all the stock is worth now. So I have pocketed $50. That's what shorten means. And you have all these edge funds. 
that they would go out looking at companies all over the place. And then they'll say, what is that company worth? Oh, we think the price is going to drop. And sometimes they actually force the price to drop by them betting against that stock. Many people start to think that stock is no good and the price starts to fall. And many good companies have been taken down by a short squeeze. No, not by a short squeeze, by a short. Okay? And when that short occurs, and remember, this has nothing to do with the company. This is just people manipulating stock market. This doesn't have anything to do with the workers at the company making money. It has nothing to do with who, uh, who gets paid, whether the company is ma- It has nothing to do with that. It's just people on the top playing around with stocks who produce nothing, who create nothing for society. They are just there playing with that stock. So what did our boys, at, or boys and girls at Reddit do? They put on what's known as a short squeeze. So you think that stock is going to short, huh? So you think that stock is going to fall. We're going to show you something. We are going to get a posse of people. They have 3.3 million people in there. Yes, so stockbrokers can ruin a company. Yes, they can ruin a company. They can ruin a company to kingdom come. And remember, they produce nothing. All they do is make money out of financial instruments. And they have the best protection in, uh, by our government. Remember that. Stock market is a fraud. Always remember that. Anytime you see stock market, see fraud. A way to rip your value, a, a way to take your money away. Because remember I tell you, these things have nothing to do with whether the company is working, is selling stock. I mean, sometimes they short a stock not because the company is not profitable. They'll short a stock because the company is not making as much money as they would like it to make, as much profit as they would like it to make. So it can be a profitable company, but if they set a target for profit and they think, ah, it's not making it, let's short it, cause that company to drop in value. And I'll tell you all the dangers of that and what that means, okay? Where I tell you they rip you off. They rip you off. But anyhow, here we go. So as it turns out now, we got these guys at Reddit doing the short squeeze. I love them. So what they says, we, we have 3 million people. All of us are going to buy a little bit of stock. At a, and, and because the volume increases, supply and demand, as more people buy for a fixed amount of stock, the value goes up. As these, you notice uh, Storkin said something else. Those opportunists, opportunists start to see a movement in a stock. What do you think they do? They try to run on the bandwagon again as well. And then the stock price goes up. So our Reddit people starts to buy these stocks to get the, the value risen up. It's called a short squeeze because this guy was expecting the stock to, to go down. He borrowed stock and now he's going to have to pay back that stock at a higher price, an unlimitedly higher price. Because whatever he has to buy that stock back from, he's going to have to pay the guy who's who he borrowed the stock from. So let's say he bought the, the, the uh, actually this is real now. They bought the GameStop stock at something like $15, $20, the short squeeze, the, the guys who shorted the market. It's worth $300 now. So wh- what does he have to do? He bought it at $10. Now he has to buy it back from the person he sold it to at $300. So he would have lost $3,000 for every 10 stock that he bought. And that is called a short squeeze. 
So now he has to shuffle and he has to pay whatever the market will bear. Whatever those people at Reddit are willing to sell those stocks for is what he has to buy the stock for to go ahead and get into the game. It is beautiful. Now, here is the thing that Bridge MCP was talking about. And Bridge, this is where I want to I, I want to calm everybody down. Because they said, well, Sorkin just said, well, uh, they're going the Redditors are gonna lose anyway, because eventually when when the stock goes back to the, the, the appropriate price, you know, those people who are the last one held holding the bag are gonna be held holding the bag. Ironically, the three million people may buy one and two or three stocks. Let me give an example. If somebody tells me, I want to bring down a hedge fund because they produce nothing, they do nothing, they just rip people off, will you help us? And they say, uh, we are asking people to give 5 10 15 20 $30, and we are going to pool our money together to bring this stuff down. Great. We're going to bring that, that hedge fund down. Okay? So, here's the deal. So you lose $100, you use $50 or whatever. But guess what? Most of those Redditors are not going to lose the money because the Redditors are called the catalysts. What are the catalysts? You see, you have to remember, the guys on Wall Street are that smart. It's just that the game is rigged. But they're not that smart. They work on momentum. That's what I, I, I didn't show that other video. They work on momentum. They see something happening and their charts say, oh, there's, there's momentum on this stock. And they run and they buy it. And these Reddit guys are getting ready for the exit. They know how much stock there is out there. They know how much stock is still shorted. So when they're coming close to the end of the shortage stock, they know that they're coming near the end of the game. Because there are no more people that, are, that have to buy the stock at any cost. So when the shorts start to deplete, they know, okay, we've done our job. We've taken $10 billion, a $10 billion bite out of these guys. There are a lot of these Redditors that have paid off their student loans. They have paid off their car note. They have paid off all these things. Okay? They've done that. People say, oh, they got free money too, right? Yeah, they did. And I wanted them to. I want everybody out there who has the ability to do those things for, for this transition period to go ahead and do it. To go ahead and do it. You know why? Because that is the only way we are eventually going to reach an equitable economic system. Not an economic system that has a stock market where you have people who do no work, who produce nothing, who have no intellect, who, who does nothing. The secretary gets up every morning and he or she jumps into that car and they head to the freeway. They have to tolerate the traffic. And they don't even want to give them minimum wage. They don't even want to give them minimum wage. And these bombs out there that are just behind a laptop looking at charts, killing uh, playing around with people's livelihood. You ask, but who gets hurt? Let me tell you who gets hurt. You remember Mitt Romney was a funds manager. I don't remember what kind of fund you call uh, uh, one of these fund managers. And that's all they used to do. They, they didn't do short in the company. They did another mechanism. 
they they bought companies throw threw a lot of debt onto the company that they knew they would never pay off took their money out of the debt ridden company in other words they they you know corporations are their own business in other words a corporation is this uh, and it's interesting my wife asked me this earlier she said wait a minute um, why do corporations always talk about paying money, don't they? Isn't the employees a pay? No, I said, no. A corporation was given a legal status like a human being. A human status like a, a human being. So therefore, the corporation, if it makes a profit, it pays money on the profit. Now, if it doesn't want to pay money on that profit, it can do better with that money. It can say, I am going to make that profit an expense by increasing the wages of my employees. And I can give all that money to my employees. And because most of my employees aren't going to make the billions that my corporation make, the tax rate on those employees wouldn't be all that good. But that's not how corporations think. They want to hold on to that money so they can disperse it to who? The shareholders, the people who do nothing, who just put their money in. And that's why I talk about a trastornado system. Because it is biased to those who don't work. Who remember the term that you can go to symposiums, you can go to conferences that say, how does your money work for you? You are foolish if you're not making your money work for you. I am stupid because I don't make my money work for me. But you analyze that statement about making your money work for you. Analyze that statement. Money is working for you. Who is working for that money? Venture capitalist. Thank you, Norman. That was the name. I, I call it vulture capitalist, but it's venture capitalist. But think about it. Anytime somebody tells you, make your money work for you, it's not a zero-sum gain. If your money, if, if you are sitting down making your money work for you, meaning in the stock market and elsewhere, somebody else is actually doing a hell of a lot of work and losing money and you are monopolizing on that person. Look, I am not trying to make I look all of us have partake, partaken into a market the stock market because that's what we live that's where we live. But what I'm saying is we have to change a corrupt system because ultimately somebody loses and you don't have to have a society where people lose. You don't. No society need to have losers by design. We have losers by design, if everybody decided that they wanted to be in the stock market, it would fall on their face. And you want the example? Look at what Reddit has done with 3.3 million people. The system is designed for a few to take advantage of the many. That is our system. They don't tell you that that is what capitalism is. It is a system for the few to take advantage of the many. And in everything that I've shown you so far, you have seen it is the few that takes advantage of the many. So when you say you let your money work for you, it means that it's in the stock market, it's turning over, and it's making more capital. Where does that capital come from? That capital comes from somebody else doing the work to make a profit where you take their excess profit for you. They don't quite explain it like that. It's not a nice thing to explain like that. But that's what it is. Now, are you to feel guilty that you made a lot of money on the stock market, that you made some? Hell no. It's the system. What you should feel, however, is the necessity to migrate this system into a humane system where all have the opportunity to succeed. I'm Robert Conti. 
chief of the Metropolitan Police Department. I have an urgent message. Unfortunately, traffic fatalities have increased in D.C., and I need your help to reverse this troubling trend. Did you know that using a seatbelt can drastically reduce the risk of death or serious injury to you or a loved one? Seatbelts save lives, and together we can accomplish a safer community. Let's make Vision Zero a reality in D.C. Always wear your seatbelt. Click it or tick it. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. That is what, that is where, that is where I am coming from. I am not coming from a position that is saying, oh, you are bad for doing this thing. No. In fact, I had a friend. She made a lot of money on the stock market. And she kind of didn't quite want to tell me uh, because she knows my position. And I said, no, please make a lot of money on the stock market. Just be good with the money you've made on the stock market. Because if you don't make it, somebody else is going to make it. Why not you, a good person? Why not you, a good person? You make it and then do something positive with it. And that's what I'm talking about. Now, Mitt Romney, Mitt Romney took Toys R Us into the, or his company, Bain's, Bain's something, took, it took Toys R Us into the ground. How did they do that? They stuck a hell of a lot of debt on it and took that debt out as profit for themselves. In other words, here you go into a company, that company is its own person. You go ahead and you take out a bunch of loans on that company. You take out the equity out of that company, right? And then it goes under. Bain's Capital. Thank you, brother. Bain's Capital. So we have to understand how the system works. I hope if you have any questions about, well, I would love to ask here a question, but I think I saw, let me, let me go off and, and take care of some of these questions because I want people to understand, okay, so Bridge, I think I explained to you that likely the Reddit guys are not going to be the losers. The losers are going to be some of those guys that you see. I, you know, I used to live in Starbucks, and I have friends in Starbucks that all they do all day is they sit behind a laptop in Starbucks, and they run the charts, and they buy and sell stocks, for, and they hold the stock for 10, 15 minutes, sell it, buy, sell, buy, sell, buy, sell. And when they see a trend like what's happening with uh, GameStop, they will think, well, I'm not going to be the last one here. So therefore, I'm going to try my one thing. There's a likelihood that a lot of those guys are going to be left holding a bag. In fact, I, I remember leaving Starbucks one time with this guy who lost six something thousand dollars in one trade. And it, I'm sure, shouldn't, shouldn't say in, in one group of trades. Because it was a whole lot of little trades. And he was following the charts and thinking about what to buy. And he had all these windows open and going. And he was hot. He was frantic. And then I looked at him and I said, what do you produce? Nothing. I was in there at that time writing a book or preparing a show or writing a program or something. He was playing numbers to make some money off of what you do. And that is what I find so disturbing about our economic system. We give these guys kudos as if uh, we, we give them so much purpose. Oh, 
he's a stockbroker. He made this and, you know, and, and they, they, they get the caviar and they get, and it's like, okay, how did you make somebody else's life better? How did you make somebody, I am hoping that with what I do, and for the folks who listen to me, that I'm, I'm, I'm reinforcing that all of you that are listening to me have much more worth than our media, our government, our plutocracy would have you believe. I would hope that when you leave, and, I'm, I'm, and this one goes to my brother Eric Hayes, you realize that you can change how things work. And you know how you know you can change something works? Look at what those guys at Reddit did. They brought a piece of Wall Street to its knees. These are just everyday, regular folk. Of course, infiltrated in that 3.3 million folks are a few hedge fund guys as well. You know that. But that's okay. A few hedge fund guys are in there as well. Anyhow, um, so let's see. You win some and you lose some is what Eric Hayes says. Yeah, but you don't, you don't want to have a programmed win or a programmed lose. In other words, you don't want to have an economic system that is designed that the few take ho- takes advantage of the many. And that to win, you have to have many losers and a few winners. You don't want a system that is by design constructed that way. That is just not correct. That is just morally wrong. And for those of you who are Christians, what would Jesus say? I'll, let's see, uh, Eric Hayes says, Companies use the markets too in order to manage cash to operate. So it is not true ripoff. You can say it's all fraud. No, I, I repeat, look, Eric, I'm not taking back anything that I said. I don't care if a company uses it to manage cash. Why should they need a financial instrument that screw others to manage their cash? They should manage their cash the way it should be done, the way it's done in the old-fashioned way. If you need liquid assets, you can borrow money from a bank at a small interest rate to carry you over, and you pay that interest back when you're done. You don't need to use market shenanigans that ultimately screw others for your company because you're a company. It's fraud. It's legalized fraud. I don't take that back, my dear brother. It's fraud. But legal, but still fraud. Vince Lamb says, hey, brother Lamb, how you doing, Vince? The Redditors are trolling Wall Street with real money by turning it into a game. Thank you, brother. You're so right. They are treating the hedge funds like a boss in a video game. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that one, Vince. That's a good one, Vince. Eric says, uh, no, that was to somebody else. The best retirement is fixed asset defined retirement. 401ks are to not, nothing to base a retirement. No, th- that was another way the companies got at their employees. Oh, we don't have the retirement anymore. Just throw it into a 401k, whatever you can save. If the market goes up, you're lucky. If it goes down, whoop, screw you. Eric Hayes, Egberto, what is your opinion of lottery or gambling in Vegas? I think, look, gambling in Vegas is perfectly okay. You go into Vegas knowing you're gambling. You go into Vegas knowing that somebody wants to screw you and you want to screw them. So that's fine. Not a problem. What I have a problem with is our economic system who gives you the belief that you have the option to succeed, that you can possibly always succeed if you're just strong enough, if you just work hard enough. It's a lie. In a capitalist system, you have to be a part of the chosen. 
That is why for a long time, certain people, specifically people of color, never made it because they were never the chosen one in the capitalist system. Yeah, they had their small businesses that, that, were, that, that whenever it got too big, somebody would buy out eventually. But you have to be chosen, brothers and sisters. That is why certain ethnicities, when Italians came over, they couldn't make it at first. When the Irish came over, I mean, it's a system where you are chosen. We have to be honest about what we have. Uh, thank you for reminding me of venture capitalism. Uh, let's see. Hello, Egberto. Yes, this story is awesome. LOL. Yes, it is, brother. Yes, it is. Uh, look at, the at those fools sending money to guys that have been in bankruptcy seven times. Exactly. Donald Trump been in bankruptcy seven times, and they still throw their money to him. Amazing. All right. Let's see. Uh, let's see what else here. Romney equal Gord Gordon Gecko. You get, I don't know if you guys remember when I read that Gordon Gecko thing. Greed is good. No, greed is not good. And most people, and he said most people are greedy. Most people are not greedy. If most people were greedy, they would not work for what they work for. And after they see what those that they are working for make. Most people are not greedy. Most people are not evil. Most people are good. Most people are good people. You are good people. Don't believe the geckos of the world. What happened is we have a small sect of people that are genuinely evil and don't care about you. And they will create any kind of instruments to make an extra dollar on you. And they do. And then they find a way to make it legal. And they do. So please remember that, brothers and sisters. Please remember that. Okay, Eric Hayes. Egberto, does that person pay taxes? What's the point? Yes, of course, you pay taxes on income. But you pay taxes on income whether it's stolen or not, right? As long, if it's recorded, you pay taxes on it. My friend and her mother have 15 computers and do this all day. There you go, Bridge. That's what they do. Ask them what they produce, right? All right, let's see. 15 computers. Let's see, right. Okay, Eric Hayes, not everyone likes debt. Um, okay, I'm glad you said that. I think, Eric, you're responding to me saying... The company should borrow money so that it can cover its bill over time and then pay whatever interest it has. And you say they don't want debt. They don't want debt because they don't want to owe and pay interest. So they'd rather steal it from somebody else. And a legal structure that allows you to steal from somebody else is what you're going to do. Yeah, right. That's the point. When I spoke to you guys about abstraction, that's what I meant. Our economic system allows you to abstract evil. It allows you to abstract screwing somebody else. So you can screw somebody else through a bank. You can screw somebody else through a brokerage system. But because you are abstracted from it, you don't see the damage that you're doing to somebody else. It's called abstraction. Capitalism is the perfect form of abstraction while screwing somebody else. We abstract that we take bauxite out of Jamaica while not giving back the value of what it really is worth. We abstract taking banana from Central America, South America, without understanding what it costs the people uh, for us to make a huge profit of bringing that resource to the United States. We abstract the coal miners in uh, Appalachia by making them believe that only coal is what they can depend on because my coal business needs you until I can use you no more. Abstraction. When we learn those concepts, that's how we stop them from screwing us. 
Many Native American casinos at least give some money to the tribal members each month. So it's a, like a form of ubi. Again, I'm not, again, with the casinos, I don't have a problem. Remember, you go into a casino knowing that you can lose your shirt most of the times and you may do well sometimes. Carl Cox says, It never ceases to amaze me how the American crony capitalists get all the money they want and don't want to help the vanishing middle class and poor. Exactly. And they don't have to, in a global economy, you don't have to take care of the poor in your own country because there's always more labor at a reduced cost. Always more labor at a reduced cost. Uh, Eric Hayes says, this is my narrative. It's not my narrative. Everything that I'm saying is backed by numbers. Hey, Eric, dispute it if you like, but everything that I've mentioned is backed by numbers. It's way past halftime, and I haven't gotten to half a show. But anyway, folks, please, if you are listening to us, please consider joining our posse, the PDR posse named by Bridge MCP. Please click that join button if you are on YouTube. If you are on YouTube, please click the join button. If you're not on YouTube, or even if you're on YouTube but don't see the join button, click on politicsunright.com slash YouTube. That link that I just placed in there, uh, politicsunright.com slash YouTube. Uh, alternatively, you can go ahead and uh, support us via Patreon. That is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. P-A-T-R-E-O-N for Patreon. Politicsunright.com slash Patreon. You can also support us via PayPal by going to politicsunright.com slash PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal. If you want to get our book, I suggest, I talk a lot about all of this in, on several of our books. Specifically, this one is, as I see it, Class Warfare, the only resort to right-wing doom, as well as It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing uh, Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors. So consider getting that at um, that link that I just gave you, but you can also get it at our store. Uh, let me give you the, 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 the link for the book at Amazon first. Here's the link at Amazon. But if you want to cut out the middleman uh, so that we can make a few, a little bit more profit on it, you can go ahead and get it at our store, politicsandright.com slash store. I'll send it to you, and I'll include a, I'll include a um, bumper sticker as well with it. By the way, next week we're going to have Tom Hartman on. We have a lot of goodies for you. Tomorrow I think we're going to have Professor Davis. I mean, we have some doozy, some good stuff. That, that's coming up in the, in the near term that I know you guys are going to love. Good informational stuff, good informative stuff with a little bit of flair and fun, all that good stuff. Now, um, again, we do this because we try to set the record straight. We want to make sure that people are informed. A lot of this you don't hear on TV. Even the explanation that Sorkin gave about this short, they didn't give you, they didn't give you the context that I like to provide, and that is how this system... You know, they always talk about this system helping people, and it's a system that has generated the most wealth and the biggest skyscrapers and all of that. Go to Shanghai, you'll see bigger ones. But not only that, most of the things people build in this country, they can't even go into. You know, everybody tell me how beautiful the Houston skyline is. And I always ask the question, you know, I've been into that... That uh, restaurant on the top of one of our tall buildings in Houston that rotates, you know, the restaurant that rotates. And, you know, you go into all, there are a lot of these, I mean, Houston has a beautiful skyline. And it was built by very hard workers, a lot of, lot of Houstonians, people from all over. And, you know, a lot of these people are the ones who, when I talk about these issues and say we need to change our economic system, they'll be like, what? Our system is great. Look at what we can build. All these roads and all these buildings and whatever. And then I always tell them. But how much of them do you have access to? You built them. 
your taxpayer, as a taxpayer, you've also created access to them, but yet you can't use them. So that is the kind of work that I do. We also create three, two to two to five blogs every day, two to five videos every day, write books, articles for newspapers. And why do we do this? Because the right wing puts a lot of stuff out there. And what we want to do is counter what they are putting out there to make sure that the truth gets out there. That is what we do. The truth gets out there. And uh, if, you, if you really think that we need to do this, if you believe that we need to do this, what I ask you is that you support us as well. Because that's the only way we can do it. You can give us a super chat. You can join. It's pretty, pretty damn cheap. You can become a Patreon. You can buy our books. You can, do, you can buy our T-shirts and, and hoodies that you see there on YouTube or at our store. You, there are a lot of ways that you can support to make sure that we can continue doing this. That's the only way we are going to be able to continue doing this with whatever support you can provide us. All right. Um- this message is sponsored by Amazon. I want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies, making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs. <laughs> COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel, but now there are vaccines. It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. I'm Robert Conti, Chief of the Metropolitan Police Department. I have an urgent message. Unfortunately, traffic fatalities have increased in D.C., and I need your help to reverse this troubling trend. Did you know that using a seatbelt can drastically reduce the risk of death or serious injury to you or a loved one? Seatbelts save lives, and together we can accomplish a safer community. Let's make Vision Zero a reality in D.C. Always wear your seatbelt. Click it or ticket. Um. Eric Hayes says, some wall dumps in West Virginia, Tennessee. No, this is uh, the duck that quacks. Some wall, wall, I think you mean Walmarts in West Virginia, Tennessee, and Kentucky sell hundreds of oxy per person in those areas. Think about that. Another profit center, the, uh, the maker. You know, it, it's funny. I want you guys to take a look. Take a look at the people that are arrested for drugs, pushing drugs. People that are arrested for even selling the oxys and all this kind of stuff. And then ask yourself the question, who actually makes and creates the product? And how comes they don't pay the price for the damage the product has created? Please, you know, the marijuana. The people that go to jail selling marijuana, I don't think they should be in jail. Who makes it? Who creates it? Who packages it? The person who sells the cocaine, the crack. Look, I am not for the crack seller, the dope dealer, or anything like that. But how comes, remember, we talk about abstraction. How come the people who create these products that hurt us all are always abstracted? They don't go to jail. I don't remember the last person who had know the chemical formula, the crack, that lives in the hood or in Appalachia, or in the barrios, or the ghettos. But they're the ones who go to jail. They're the ones doing all the transactions. Somebody else is making the profit from selling the oxy and all these things. But somehow they don't end up in jail. The little guy does. You know why? We allow it. Because we allow them to come on TV and tell us how bad those people are. Those people that are trying to 
ease their pain from oxy, ease their pain from crack, ease their pain from marijuana. Right? We have been taught to hate ourselves. We have been taught to belittle ourselves. We have been taught that we are not worthy of who we are. We are not as worthy as those who have continuously over the decades taken advantage of us. But you know how you solve that? We educate each other. And we don't buy into the lies that they tell us. We don't buy into the narrative that they give us. We don't buy into the history books that tells us, oh, this great nation created by guys who loved freedom so much that they created an electoral college that somebody could win by 7 million votes and still lose. That you had to have land in order to vote. But if you were black or a woman, you couldn't own land. So that, that relegated you to not vote. And remember, I always talk to you as well as being invited into the club. People say, oh, you're a meritocracy. No, we're not. We are not a meritocracy. You have to be invited. Egberto, but didn't you do good with the company that you, you let go for, this, for this, this progressive stuff you do? Yeah, I did very well. But guess what? I learned, my conscience, I have a, I, I got a conscience that sometimes it's a detriment. Because you sit down, you sit down and say, damn, when, you, when, when I sold my products to these big companies, uh, wasn't that a meritocracy? Weren't you the best? Hell no. I was chosen. I was chosen. And we have to understand that. When you have a company with this sort of disparities, all right? When you have all these disparities, when only a small per small amount of people on the top, do you think that small amount of people on the top are so much better than everybody else below? Hell no. I am looking at a lot of women and men in this room right now, in this chat right now, that could do absolutely everything I did and everything Jeff Bezos did and everything uh, that these other people have done. But you weren't chosen. So you are not the one making the big bucks. Do you think they have bigger cranial capacity than you do? No, you, no they don't. Do they have more to, than you do? No, they don't. What they do have is they were chosen and they were in positions to be chosen. So what I want to leave here with is to tell you, please, I, I implore of you, please do not buy into the narrative, the ideology, the constant bombardment from these institutions, these think tanks that tells you how things currently work because more than likely they're not telling you the story. I, my, the story that I'm telling you, if you were to look it up, it's all there for you to find as well. And it's all corroborated. And, and by the way, don't believe anything I say at face value. Just look it up. It's not hard to find. In fact, not even Sarkin and all these guys were hiding the things that I say. The only difference is that they don't accentuate 
the things that we accentuate, which is the most important part. Okay, let me go over two other subjects that we are to talk about real, 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 real quick. I think I have it on the line already. The Homeland Security Bulletin warns Americans about violence by grievance-fueled domestic extremists. This is not new at all. This is not new. Let's see. Two, two, E2247 two, two, says, Egberto, you do make some strong, uh, strong help for other people by alternating units of educating us, then calling us to action. Al- let's see. Alternating education and action units is how Rosa Parks, Ed Nixon, Dr. King to get the fight and then did the same on National International. Thank you. Thank you so Thank you so kindly for those kudos. I really do appreciate it. Uh, sorry, I can't engage right now. I am so down because they are not going to convict Trump and still will be filibuster. Linda E., do not, Linda, my sister, do not take that. Remember, progress is one step in front of the other, one step at a time, one step at a time. I want you to be up, my dear sister. Be up. You don't need to be down about anything. We've made a step. We have to keep engaged to make the other steps. They're not going to give us anything. You have to work for everything. And when you're talking about changing something as huge, you remember Obama used to talk about changing the, uh, you know, turning the juggernaut. It's hard to change that rudder. It takes a long time to turn. And even he couldn't turn it, and to some extent, he kind of bought into some of the crap himself. But that's okay. We, their goal many times is to put us down to make us believe we can't attain the things that we want to attain. Don't go there. Linda, I am here to instill, inject positivity into you. I never get down. I always say, if I, if I, if I fall on my face, I'm getting my ass back up. And we continue the fight. And we need you in the fight, my dear sister, Linda E. The duck that quack says, when the Dow drops back to about 10,000, maybe it's worth a look. <laughs> I hear you, brother. Robert Reed says, this seems like a stock market that is intentionally made to be convoluted to keep people out of a system. Look, the stock market has always been a, 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 a fraud. One has only to look at companies such as DuPont, who knowingly poisoned entire communities with impunity to understand how biased our justice system is. Yes, they were fine and still made profit. Yes, and they killed a lot of people in India. Eric Hayes says, when 200 million more doses are covered by U.S. now for COVID, is good, right? No. Uh, DHS with, read the following, uh, read that before the show. Okay, I, I will, I will, I will, I will, I promise. If I have to go a couple minutes over, I will. Why aren't the Nation Guard, National Guard being used to crush the, uh, it, it, It's a very complicated thing, uh, mostly because these are the special ones of America. America has its special people. Uh, Linda E. says, it's the same old shit as before. Oops, I shouldn't have said that. As before, I have depression, Egberto. Uh, you know what? When you have depression, you come to our show. I, I, I know depression is a real thing, E. I do know that. I've learned that the hard way. I've learned that there are people who genuinely do have depression. Uh, please stick with the program. Uh, let's, we're going we're gonna to get through this all together over the years. And notice I'm not fooling you. I'm not saying over the days or over the months. I'm saying over the years, we'll get this together. Okay, uh, Linda E says, I hear you and I totally get with it. Stay with it. Uh, Norman Reynolds says, a right homegrown terrorists have been known sliced before the Oklahoma bombing. The GOP has purposely repressed and downplayed it. Yes, you're right. Uh, Kathy says, the Republicans don't even try to hide their hypocrisy like Trump. They put it right out there in your face. That is so true, Kathy, so true. 
FCC from Hayes. Thank you, guys. All right, look. Injecting positivity beats disinfectant. I love you, the duck that quacks. I especially love your name, the duck that quacks. It gets to me, you know, the duck that quacks. It's like, we're going to talk. We're going to say our stuff. I hear what you mean, brother. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Okay, the Department of Homeland Security issued a warning Wednesday to alert the public about growing risk of attacks by ideologically motivated violent extremists agitated about President Biden's inauguration and perceived grievances fueled by false narratives. That is only partially true. They've been grieving for a long time for a whole lot of other stuff. DHS periodically issues such advisories throughout. But the last time they issued that advisory, they were uh, Obama administration was forced to take it down. They weren't forced. They took it down to kind of appease the right wing. Uh, let's see what else is there. And there's another thing I wanted to show you guys, and that is Marjorie Taylor Green. Remember that? The Marjorie Taylor Green. Remember that name? She is an insurrectionist inside of Congress who has threatened to kill Hillary and many other Democrats. Remember that name. That's her. Oh, I don't have it on the screen. Oh, I thought I had that on the screen. Remember that name. Here it is. Here's that name. That's her right there. Marjorie Taylor Green. She is a problem in the Senate. Norman says the right homegrown terrorists have been known. Oh, I read that one already. Okay, let's see what else. Democracy fatigue and COVID depression are hard to untangle. Keep with us, Linda E. Uh, thank you for giving that positive message, E2247. Bridge MCP. DHS said that one of their complaints was police force. What the hell? Not only police. <laughs> it's worse than that. It's also the military. It's also the military. Think about that, brothers and sisters. Think about that. Anyway, folks, we are going to be getting... No, I still have two minutes to play with you guys. Uh, Bridge MCP, welcome aboard. Linda E, welcome aboard. E2247, welcome aboard. The Duck That Quacks, welcome aboard. Kathy Pascal, welcome aboard. Eric Hayes, welcome aboard. Norman Reynolds, welcome aboard. Uh, let's see who else is here. Uh, I got... Uh, if I may miss you, just drop me. Robert Reed, welcome aboard. I saw Vince Vince Lamb, welcome aboard. Uh, let's see who and Evelyn Sartner. I love this show. I will contribute in some way. Thank you so kindly, Evan, Evelyn Sart. We we need all the contributions we can get to stay alive. I appreciate you, my dear. Uh, let's see what else is who else is there? Uh, who else is there? Who else is there? Who else? E Willie, somebody using my name. Bridge MCP, I think I called you out. Carl Cox, welcome aboard. Uh, I'm going fast, so sometimes I miss. Arkin, Arkini TE13, welcome aboard. Tank28, welcome aboard. Uh, let's see who else I want to salute. Man, a lot of you guys, man. Love you all, love you all, love you all. You make my day. I, I look forward to talking to all of you every single day, every single weekday, that is. Ali Finney, welcome aboard. Uh, who else am I missing? If I missed you, forgive me. Rose Williams. Rose, I hope you're feeling better, my dear. Drop Before we leave, real quick, tell us how you're doing. Tell us how you're doing, Rose. Want to know your progress. Uh, Paul Fleming from ATL checking in. Brother Fleming, thank you for being here, man. Appreciate everybody that is here. Love everybody that's here. Okay. Uh, Roberto Lewis. Conseguiste tu vacuna hoy, hermano. Vi el, el, la foto que me mandaste. That is great, brother. Um, let's see. We feel the same about you. Thank you so kindly. Oh, so you don't like us on the weekends? You know I love you 
every day of the week, Bridge MCP. Come on, we've even done that uh, that family. What is that thing that we did with all the people that are members of the 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 the, um, the PDR Posse? We did our entire. We did an entire thing on PDR Posse. The people that were in the PDR Posse, we did a um, Zoom. And we're going to do one at the end of this month, I hope, or the beginning of the month that's coming, uh, a Zoom for all the PDR Posse people. So please, folks, 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 join the PDR Posse. Click that Join button on YouTube. And if you're not on YouTube right now, I'm going to put that link in there again. Just go to uh, politicsandright.com slash YouTube. And likewise, please go ahead and get the book either at Amazon or at our store. And that is, there is an Amazon link that I just put in there. I'm about to put in our store link as well, store.politicsunright.com. There it is. No, that is not it. Let me go ahead and get it right before I get into trouble. And that is our store link. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. And that is our store link right there. And again, if you want to become a patron, which we'd love for many of you to become patrons as well, we need to have all these different streams to keep us alive. There you go. Join for a cup of coffee a month. Thank you for saying that. Thank you for saying that. Now, folks, remember this. You are worthy. Remember this society cannot exist without you. Remember it's not the plutocracy that runs things. It's you. If you decided to put a halt to anything, they can do nothing. Guess why? There there are millions more of us than there are of them. And we're not talking about a fight. We're talking about equity. We're talking about honesty. We're talking about making sure every single person has equal access to success. Not equal outcomes. Equal access to success. Hey, Tom C., thank you for being one of our patrons, brother. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. We need more patrons. We need more uh, people in our PDR Posse on YouTube. We need more PayPal contributors. We need more Facebook contributors. We need it all to keep this going. 16 hours a day is killing yours truly. But I love you guys. My name is Egberto Willies. This is Politics Done Right. And you know how I end this, baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join. I'm Robert Conti, Chief of the Metropolitan Police Department. Unfortunately, traffic fatalities are up in the district and I need your help to reverse this trend. Seatbelt save lives and reduce the risk of death or injury. Click it or ticket. This message is sponsored by Amazon. I want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies, making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs. <laughs> COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel, but now there are vaccines. It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council.